Archie, Solomon and Adra. Adra and Solomon. Whichever way you want to say yep. it. And you're listening to Afro Mythos, the podcast where we discuss all things African mythology, folklore and culture. Thank you for taking the time to explore this amazing world with us. Yeah, so it's been a while since we did an episode, but because... We've moved. Yeah, there's been a lot going on. Yeah. This is like a season of like transition. Yeah. And there should be a nice folktale to do with that. Yeah, maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, maybe next time. But yeah, so this whole month has just been, you know, moving, getting everything set up, set up set and up. sorted and comfortable. And we will vlog it somehow, but everything's so busy. Yeah, everything's just so busy. But yeah, new but, setup, new, you know, we're doing visuals. Yeah, we're doing visuals. I so. hope. <laughs> I hope, I hope so. Guys, listen, we try our best. <laughs> Honestly. Um, but yeah, there are visuals and we're looking good. I don't know why it just went dark, but let's hope that oh, it's fine. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my um, goodness. But yeah, um, while we were like in this month of doing stuff, we did actually um, do a podcast episode with um, Demythifying Podcast. Yes. Oh, great. that was so fun. That was yeah. so fun. It was good to just hang out and talk yeah. about all things, you know, mythology. mythology. So we spoke with Lauren and Charlotte. Check out their podcast if you love mythology like we do. It's mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we just it was really nice to just chat about mythology with other mythology enthusiasts. Yeah, um, you know, talk about some of you know the crossovers between the different you know mythologies and cultures and yeah, you know, and all of that. Yeah, it was really good. So we'll also be posting that episode on our podcast, but. If yeah. you're listening to this and we haven't posted it on our podcast, head over to their podcast and listen to it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah just make sure that you listen to theirs as well. Because, yeah, because you know, it's there's great. some good conversations yeah, there. Good content. And you know, we love mythology. We really do. Year. We really do. Um, so this week we will be telling you some folk tales about mothers. So our previous episode, Brain Eaters and Nurturers, was posted during Mother's Day in the UK. See, that doesn't sound like the title of a Mother's Day episode. It's not given Mother's well, Day. if you listen to the episode, you understand. And it will give Mother's Day because, you know, some mothers can be brain eaters. <laughs> to be fair. And some can be nurturers. Know, the experience of motherhood, not that I know, is a holistic experience with different, you know, feelings and, yeah. you know, experiences and worldviews. And, you know, who am I to say <laughs> that a brain eater or you know a what? blood sucker it's isn't so valid? funny because we were actually speaking, <laughs> if you listen to the episode of Lauren and Charlotte, and um, they mentioned we speak about cannibalism a lot. <laughs> you speak about cannibalism a lot. It's just, I don't know. It's, that, it's just that's just how it happens. Okay. I'm scared. But I'm scared. As I was saying, yes, our last episode was posted during Mother's Day in the UK, and this minisode will be folk tales about mothers. Um, and it was Mother's Day in the US on last Sunday, a week ago. I'm not gonna lie. I yeah. always used to get confused. Like it's, it's only lately that I realized that you know the US and the UK have different holidays yeah like like sometimes you know when yeah. it was like black history month i'm like why like, why are we doing this twice i feel like, <laughs> like that that one confused me even up until like a year ago even yeah. now i still don't know if our one's the one in october or february yeah which one came first i don't know so i i don't and i don't understand why they're not yeah. on the same my one's in october day. and one's I in mean, february yeah. <laughs> hmm Hmm. We'll find out next but time. Every month should be Black History Month, <laughs> and then we won't need a Black History Month. Exactly. Anyway. Okay, so let's get into it. Yeah, folk let's get into about it. Folk tales, folk tales. Who's starting? So I am starting. Amazing. Okay, so the folk tale I'll be telling you is called "A Mother's Love," 
the story of two crows. So I know there is another folktale that we've said before on our TikTok called A Mother's Love. No. Yeah, A Cheetah's Tears. Oh, a Cheetah's Tears. Oh, I loved that one. That Which, one was so sad. That one was so sad, but beautiful. And it was basically a folktale about how um, white cheetahs still have their stripes, like the tear stripes on their face. Yeah. And it was basically because like, there was one day a cheetah, her cubs got taken away. Mm-hmm. And she cried so hard that it made those marks. Yeah, yeah. because of a lazy hunter. Before, yeah. Long story short, that was the story. Mm-hmm. But head over to our TikTok. To we said it a lot one. nicer than we said what it a lot nicer than right that. There. But <laughs> I just wanted to say that, just to say that this is a different story. Okay, this yeah. is about crows. Um, sorry for the brief intermission. Our camera did, in fact, die. <laughs> it did. It said, "I, right, I'm going to head out." So, so you know, the, the visuals might be a bit choppy, but we move. Yeah. As I was saying, a mother's love. Let me tell you the story. Okay, so once upon a time, there lived two families of black crows. Hmm. One crow was an older black crow and the other was a younger black crow with a white chest. Hmm. Yeah. And the older black crow did not have any children while while the black and white crow did. Okay. Okay. So every morning, the older crow would watch as the younger mother sang beautiful songs to its infants on the tree next to them. And after a while, she started to feel jealous because all the babies that she had had died. Yeah, sad. So she also wondered why she did not have a white patch on her chest like the younger crow. Mm. So every night she would complain angrily to the gods. Why is it that every time I have my own children, they end up dying while hers live? You gave the other crow everything. I don't even have a decorated chest like hers. Really sad. Wow. Yeah. So the more she complained, the angrier she got. So one day she decided to start a friendship with the younger crow. Okay. She wanted to make sure that the young mother trusted her before she proceeded with her plan. I already yeah. know where this is going. I already know where this, this is going. What, yeah. Where do you think this is going? Um, it's going with a... Um, I'm stealing your children. <laughs> Let's see. So every day she would visit the nest where the infants were and gave them seeds and nuts to eat. And after a while, the little crows began getting used to this new visitor. Mm-hmm. Then one day, as the mother crow was headed out to fetch food for her children, she asked if the older crow could watch over her baby crows. Upon hearing this, the older crow was glad and smiled mischievously. Yes, of course, I'll keep your children safe. Take all the time in the world. So the young mother crow flew away, leaving her children behind. While she was gone, the older crow turned her eyes to the baby crows and looked for the one with the white patch on the chest, similar to her mother's. Yes, this is the one I want, said the crow. So she quickly lifted the baby out of his nest and flew away, leaving the other babies afraid and crying for their mother. So when the younger, while the younger mother crow was flying, she felt a sharp pain on her chest and she knew something was wrong. You know, I think people call that like mother's intuition. Yeah, yeah. So suddenly she could hear the sounds of her baby crows crying out for help. So she quickly flew back only to find that the youngest of her babies were missing. The mother wept bitterly as she looked for her child. She went from tree to tree and asked if anyone had seen her baby, but all the baby crows said no. So she continued her search far and near, but she couldn't find her baby. After a week, a whole week of non-stop searching, she found a nest on top of a large tree away from the other crows and inside the nest, she saw her baby. But before she could do anything, the older crow appeared. What are you doing here? She asked. I trusted you with my babies and you stole one of them. Please return her to me. The young crow replied. Can't lie, she's being way too nice. <laughs> Isn't it? And, and did you not think I would notice? Like what? And what do you mean, please return her to me? Like, <laughs> no, it's not even a conversation. So the older crow looked at her with surprise and said, 
this is not your baby. This is my baby. Yeah. I gave birth to her a few yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So when the other crows heard the two of them arguing, they came over to see what was wrong. And after listening to both of them, they said, the only way we can prove whose baby this is, is by determining the love you both have for it. This reminds me of... King Solomon. That's it. Oh, the King Solomon. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was. You know, wisdom, all of that. Oh. Although he said, let's cut a baby in half. Yeah, do you think this is what the crow is going to say? No, I think it's going to be put the crow in date. The baby crow in danger and see who cares more about it. Maybe it's gonna say, let's just kill the baby and whoever cries more. <laughs> <laughs> so the other crows bought two giant leaves and put them in front of both crows. The one who can cry the most tears and make this leaf wet will be the one who gets the baby. What the? Not quite a King Solomon thing, is it? Mm. So, the- <laughs> so the older crow was upset and said, no, this does not determine anything. I do not need to cry to prove that this is my baby. The other crows replied, yes, you do. These tears will show us whether you really love your child. With no choice left, the older crow reluctantly agreed and asked if she could go first. She, she, fa- she first started by looking at the baby crow and squinting very hard, but nothing came out. She then tried blinking many times, but nothing came out. She then sung morning songs and thought of sad memories, but nothing came out. She even tried to use the wind's force by opening her eyes wide enough, but nothing came out. And after a few minutes of nothing, the other crows gave the younger mother her chance. The young mother went next to the nest, looked at her child and started singing a song. Dear beautiful child, this is your mother. I'm here crying for you because I love you. As soon as she started singing, tears flooded down her face and washed the leaf away. The other crows were astonished at her sadness and quickly ordered the the older crow to return the child to its mother. The older crow returned the child and said, maybe this is why all my children die. I have been too busy giving attention to the other children and neglecting my own. And even when I stole this beautiful child, I did not feel the same love for her as a mother should. After this day, the older crow was able to have her own child and she loved it with all her heart. Adra? Yeah. This is a beautiful photo. I'm so happy. Usually I do stuff a bit more, <laughs> a bit more like, uh, what's the word? Gory and mm-hmm, a bit more mm-hmm. like deafy and scary. So yeah. Oh, that was lovely. Yeah. That was lovely. Um, I think the reason why I like it so much is because there's like a redemption sort of thing. Like after yes. she's learned the lesson about, you know, why and, you know, her, you know, her lack of love or you know, what she's focused on the wrong thing, then she was able to redeem herself and learn and grow as a person. And I love that, you know? Yeah. I love that because, you know, they could have left it at her just being, you know, with no child. With no and child and just bitter. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was a really, really good story about, you know, I guess the strength of a mother's love and also kind of learning to love like a mother mm-hmm. because, yeah. you know, it says she neglected her own children and she didn't value the love that she could have put mm-hmm. on her own children. Um, yeah. yeah. It's a mentality, you see. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Where is it from? Oh, good question. I don't know. That's all right. Question answered. Um, yeah, I actually don't know where, like what region of Africa it's from. It didn't specify, but I shall find out and get back to you. Thank you very much. 
Okay, well, I will be telling my story. And so my story is called um, The Story of Unana. 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 <laughs> How many nanas are there? Unana. Unan. Yeah, Unana. Unana. Okay. So it's the story of Unanana and the elephant. And this comes from the Zulu people, you know, who are part of the Nguni um, ethnic group. They are the largest ethnic group in South Africa and primarily inhabit the province of KwaZulu Natal. Nice. So I'm just going to give some background about doing. I was, I was really interested because sometimes I want to know a bit more about the. Oh, the, the, the place that the tale yeah, comes from. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like sometimes it kind of grounds it and helps you understand. It does. It really does. So um, tell us. The Nguni people are a group of Bantu ethnic people who primarily reside in Southern Africa. Um, and they are part of, you know, the larger Bantu speaking population that migrated and settled in various regions of Africa over many centuries. Mm-hmm. And so the Nguni people are spread across several countries, including South Africa, Zimbabwe, Swaziland, Mozambique and Lesotho. And the Zulu culture is steeped in oral tradition and storytelling, which is a vital part of their communal life. These stories have been passed down through generations, serving as, you know, both entertainment and a means of imparting moral lessons and cultural values. Mm -hmm. And so one fascinating aspect of the Zulu culture is their strong belief in community, respect and unity known as Ubuntu. Um, which is um, this philosophy emphasizes communal solidarity, interconnectedness, and the belief that a person is a person through other people. Ooh, I think that's so beautiful. You that's know? cute. Yeah. Nice. So the story of Unanana is just one of. Sorry. Sorry, what was the word? Ubuntu. Ubuntu. Okay. Uh, well, Ubuntu. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I like it. The story of Unanana is just one of many tales highlighted, highlighting the themes of bravery, resourcefulness, and a mother's unwavering love for her children. Mm. So kind of like yours, you know? Yeah. Nice. Okay, so now let's get to the story. You know, it's like when you go to the cinema and they're like, and now for the main event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Unanana was a strong and loving mother living in Zululand, South Africa. She had two children, the lively Jabu and the sweet Zanili. They lived happily in a small hut near the edge of the of a big forest. One day, Unanana had to go to a nearby village, leaving her children with a warning to stay safe. While she was gone, a mischievous elephant from the forest saw the children playing. Seeing them alone, he picked them up with his trunk and took them back to his cave in the forest. When Unanana came back, she noticed the giant footstep, footprints leading into the forest. With fear in her heart, but determination in her eyes, she decided to follow the tracks. The journey through the forest was not easy. It was a wild and unfamiliar place with many dangers, but Unanana kept going. Driven by her love for her children, after a long, tiring journey, she found the elephant's cave. Inside, she saw her children, scared but unharmed. She was relieved, but she knew that she had to get out of there quickly. Just as they were about to leave, they heard the elephant returning. 
Thinking fast, Unalana started to sing a lullaby she had often sung to her children. The melody filled the cave, catching the elephant's attention. Captivated by the beautiful song, the elephant sat down and listened. Slowly, his eyes started to close, and before long, he was fast asleep. With the elephant no longer a threat, Unanana took her children and quietly left the cave. They went back home, relieved and grateful to be saved. After that day, the elephant never bothered them again. Life went back to normal for Unanana and, and her children. Their bond stronger than ever. Unanana's tale of courage and love spread throughout the land, inspiring all who heard it. So this story, you know, reminds of Unanana reminds us of the incredible strength of a mother's love mm -hmm. and her bravery in protecting her children. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a beautiful story of determination, quick thinking, and a strong bond between a mother and her children. Wow, beautiful! And I really want to hear that lullaby. You know, yeah. imagine that as your sleeping yeah. music. Wow, that would be so cool. But yeah, that's that was a beautiful story. story. Yeah, it's it's just like one of those standard nice bedtime stories. Yeah, where, I loved. I can like imagine it like illustrated in a book, like you know yeah. that you read. Yeah, it's really nice. Definitely, wow. and from the south of Africa. Yeah, southern Africa. Yeah, yeah. So from the um, Zulu. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh. Well, it said Zululand. I'm not sure. Oh, I forgot where I just said it. <laughs> I just said it. You just said it. Yeah, from the Zulu people um, of the Nguni ethnic group. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. A beautiful bunch of stories. Indeed. Indeed. For a nice minisode about mothers. Because, you know. Yeah. Mothers are really integral to society. They are. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just the way you leaned in. They are. <laughs> I mean, I want to emphasize that. <laughs> so that's all from us. We hope you enjoyed this minisode. Let us know how you found this minisode by leaving a review. Yeah, we really love reviews. We do. <laughs> and you can stay up to date with us and what's going on in our studio by following us on TikTok, Instagram at adechi.atelier. Yeah, to stay up with all that process. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. And we hope that you enjoyed this little bite-sized treat of an episode. Yep. And until next time, and as always, thank you for taking the time to explore the wonderful world of African mythology with us, your hosts. Solomon and Adra. Adra and Solomon. Whichever way you want to say it. Yep. Or Adechi. Or Adechi. Just yeah. call us Adechi. We are one entity now. Yeah, we'll both respond. Hello? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Bye. Have a good night.